<laughs> and it's cold out here. And cold makes me hurt first. Well, well then let's make it quick so we can get the fuck out of here and go back inside and work warm. Okay. Okay? Okay. All right. I'm Kevin. I'm Stephanie. Welcome to Open a Fucking Book, the weekday Cliff Notes Yay. edition. Um, I don't really have any news, so let's just get into the books of the week. What do you got? I do have some news. Um, I mentioned it a long time ago, but it's finally available for pre-order. Uh, the book does come out November 24th of 2020. Ernest Klein, Ready Player Two. Okay. But it is now available for pre-order, and I'm excited because I want to see how the journey continues. Yes. Let's see if uh, Percival and um, Artemis keep their romance alive. And if they did change the... How much they changed the Oasis. Yes. And, yes. As, as And like I said, when you talked about this many, many moons ago, uh, everything should be fine as long as Steven Spielberg doesn't touch it. Well, I don't think he could touch the book. Well, he touched the book in the first one and then made a horrible fucking movie. Yes. From it. So but Ernest Klein do the same thing. sequeled the book, not the movie. So as long as, you know, there's no sequel of the movie, fingers crossed. Well, you know, if the book is even a little successful, they're going to want to make a sequel of the fucking movie. Let's hope not. <laughs> I mean, I want Ernest Klein to receive royalties and be successful with his sequel, but I don't want there to be another movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody anybody who has read the book doesn't want there to be another movie. If, if you've never read the book and you watch the movie, it's like, oh, it's a pretty, pretty neat concept. For a movie, I suppose. But if you read the book, the movie is... It's, it's another one of those, the movie can't touch the book. The book but is It happens so with better. every book that's turned into a and, movie. Okay, so he could use all his Steven Spielberg stuff from all his movies and, and uh, whatever the whichever the production company was. They could use whatever licensed stuff they have from that company in there. But Ernest Klein put down a ton of shit from the 80s and early 90s and late 70s in that book that there was no way they could get licensing to put all that shit in the book or in the movie. So I understand them not having a lot of the stuff. Like, they probably couldn't get licensed for the Pac-Man game where he actually wins the quarter, not the way he wins the quarter in the fucking movie. I get that. They just changed so much. They did. And they the left so there much no out. Re- there was no reason to change half the shit that they changed. It, it was perfectly fine the way it was, even if you couldn't put in every single licensed product. That and you there added. were parts that weren't even licensed. That, the fact that Percival gets fat, they well, left no, it out and bald. And... Percy's fat, kind of kind of chubby and ugly in real life to begin with. He gets in shape when he starts, when he. Uh, make gets all that money and uh, puts on when he starts doing all the sponsorships and he gets paid and he's able to put on that suit and do everything in real life that he's doing in the Oasis and that fucking like gyroscope thing that they put him in. That's when he loses a bunch of weight and gets in shape. But then they, they don't even put in the fact that he's working at that. He's working 
he's one of the uh, well, pretty much just the IOIs. Sl- yeah, he's pretty much just a slave that they they capture him. Well, not capture him. He can't pay off his debt, so they throw him in there, and it's an all all a ruse so he can sneak in. All. But they just completely change the story. None of them meet outside of the oasis until the very end, when they're all running and and hiding, and then they go up and meet um, Augie and. We know way too much about this fucking book. <laughs> yeah, we've discussed it many, many times. But they just they changed things that didn't need to be changed. I love Simon Pegg as Augie, but Augie in the book is fucking fat and just he's huge. And he's an old man. Yeah, and they had to age up Simon again, nothing wrong with Simon Pegg playing Augie. I love Simon Pegg. I'll watch him do damn near anything in a movie, but it's not uh, Simon Pegg probably should have maybe would have been a better uh uh, what's his face? The other, the, the 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 main guy. I forgot his name. I can't remember his name. It's been a while since we've but, seen it or read it, but we remember a lot more than I thought we would. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it is what it is. That's how the movies are. They they fuck up books usually. I mean, every once in a while you. Get I was like, happy they did get the uh, the black girl right. I forgot her character name. H. H. Yes. I thought it was going to be Gabourey Sidibe. Honestly, because because in the butt pull up in the uh, in the in the Winnebago or whatever it was, she was supposed to be a, a larger black girl, and I immediately thought Gabrielle said about. I think that. they they picked but the, the, the but best. The girl, they, yeah, the person they picked for it, I thought did did fine. Yeah, yeah. I, she did fantastic. They just met too way too soon. Yes, they did. The whole and, who is H is supposed to be drawn out longer, and uh, they were supposed to kill off one of the Asian. Yeah, uh, boys. They didn't do that, and uh, uh, there's a bunch. Of and shit. those two weren't really related in real life. No, no. The older of the two uh, is supposed to get thrown out of his like window or thrown out of his apartment building from like the 15th floor or some shit like that. Yeah, yeah. Because they come looking for him. Yeah, they, yeah, they fucked up a lot of shit, and it pissed. But again, books almost movies almost always fuck up. But uh, with the with the rare occasion of like. Fight Club, where the movie is actually better than the book, and that comes from the author himself. Uh, movies usually ruin books. I think the only good way to do a book is TV show or miniseries. Except for Game of Thrones, because that ending was bullshit. But but see, that's the, that's the thing. They fucked up <coughs> on the books because they left a lot of shit out of the books. Yes. Uh, Caitlin Stark. Catelyn Stark was supposed to come back as um, Stoneheart, or I can't remember what it is, but she's pretty much like a zombie, damn near. So they left a ton of shit out, but they had to come up with an ending because the fucker won't write the goddamn book already. Put out the fucking book! And Maybe they, he's still working on it. He's still working on it. Give me a break. Still working. He's fucking, he's pulling a Douglas goddamn Adams on everybody. Mm-hmm. He's pulling an Alex fucking Haley on everybody. <laughs> I just, I need to do more research. I need to do more research. Give me, give me some more money. It's I, all in his I'll head. Do, he doesn't do need to more, do more I'll, research. I'll, I'll, I'll look up some stuff on dragons and I'll get back to you when I get back to you. <laughs> Just finish the fucking book and we would have had a better ser- series finale, but they had to come up with it and I didn't I didn't love it. I don't hate it with the venom that everybody else hated it with. I didn't hate it. It was but... 
I didn't like how Danny had such a quick turn. Yeah, it was just too fast of an ending. Well, I mean, and they had to cut it short. They already said that they were cutting that season. What the fuck are we talking about? The game. I don't know. I'm sorry. Let's go on. We started talking about it. I have to get this in. Danny turned too quickly. They, I mean, they had a very short last season because that's they they were given money that they were told this is how long season's going to be or whatever. But Danny should, if that that's how they wanted to finish, Danny should have been turning like halfway through the season before that. And I guess you kind of see it with her burning people, but. Not really, because I didn't see it that way. It's just all of a sudden, I'm just going to set everybody on fire. Just out of nowhere. I don't know. I didn't. That That's the part that really pissed me off. Okay, let's get to your books before okay, we Okay, let's start. get to the four books, because we've spent the past ten minutes talking about fucking Game of Thrones. That's <laughs> been off the air for over a year. Okay, so the four books of the week of our fiction book is Plain Bad Heroines by Emily M. Danforth and Sarah Lotman. A story begins in 1902. At the Brookent School for Girls, Flo and Clara, two impressionable students, are obsessed with each other and with a daring young writer named Mary McLean, the author of a scandalous best-selling memoir. To show their devotion to Mary, the girls establish their own private club and call it the Plain Bad Heroine Society. They meet in secret in a nearby apple orchard, the setting of their wildest happiness and ultimately of their macabre deaths. This is where their bodies are later discovered with a copy of Mary's book splayed beside them, the victims of a swarm of stinging, angry yellow jackets. Ooh. Less than five years later, the Brookant School for Girls has closed its doors forever but not before three more people mysteriously die on the property, each in a most troubling way. Over a century later, the now abandoned and crumbling Brook Ants is back in the news when Wunderkin writer Merritt Emmons publishes a breakout book celebrating the queer feminist history surrounding the haunted and cursed Gilded Age institution. Her best-selling book inspires a controversial horror film ad- adaptation starring celebrity actor and lesbian it girl Harper Harper playing the ill-fated heroine Flo, opposite B-list actress and former child star Audrey Wells as Clara. But as Brooke Ants opens gates once again and our three modern heroines arrive on set to begin filming, past and present become grimly entangled, or perhaps just grimly exploited. And soon, it's impossible to tell where the curse leaves off and Hollywood begins. A story within a story within a story and featuring black and white period-inspired illustrations, Plain Bad Heroines is a devilishly haunting modern masterwork of metafiction that manages to combine the ghostly sensibility of Sarah Waters with the dark imagination of Marsha Pessel. And the sharp humor and incisive social commentary of Curtis Sittenfield into one laugh-out-loud funny, spellbinding, and wonderful, luxuriant read. From William Morrow and Company, came out October 13th, 640 pages. Sounds very interesting. It's, that's, it's a, that's why I picked it, is because it's kind of fucking weird. It's like you have to get through a whole paragraph of stuff that doesn't really seem to have to do with anything to get to something to, to where... 
does some, seem to have to do with something, and then, then they all kind of get interwoven together. It's like, God damn. Yeah, it's, it seems pretty wicked. So it's like, here this happens. Okay, then this happens. Okay, now forget that. Now all this is going on. But wait, now this comes back. It's like, Jesus Christ. But that's usually the type of shit that I like. I like. It's one of the things I love about Stephen King is that he could take something out of nowhere and blend it into a story that you completely forgot about from the beginning of the book and now all of a sudden everything's cold, you know, mingling together. And so, yeah, it's a little long. I am not a fast reader, as we've established. So 640 pages is a, is a long one for me. That would be something that I would listen to rather than read. So if it's on uh, Audible or one of the other uh, uh, audiobook apps, that that is probably how I will listen to that one. The only books I really read are the biography books that, that I'm doing research on because I can't read them and take down all the notes at the same to Listen to them and take down the notes at the same time. I have to read them to really you know, get what I need, but I'm weird that way. But yeah, I, I thought it was neat. It is neat. Today's episode is brought to you by our brand new exclusive discount code for thebeardstruggle.com. Gentlemen, have you grown out that beard? Or are you just starting? Well, if you're like me, you began to notice pretty quickly that the skin underneath all that hair can get pretty dry and flaky. And trust me when I tell you, beard dandruff sucks. And the people over the Beard Struggle know this and have made it their life's work to develop the best products to make growing and keeping that beard as painless as possible. Over time, the ingredients in their formulas have proven themselves, not just because their customers have had enormous success with them, but because they have worked for centuries. They use 100% natural ingredients, never test on animals, and promise a 90-day money-back guarantee. From the day and night oils, the shampoos and conditioners, all the way to the ingenious beard straightener. They have everything you need to tame that face fur, and I use them. My beard has never looked, felt, or smelled better. Just ask my wife. So go to thebeardstruggle.com, all one word, or click on our link in the show notes, and use our new exclusive discount code, AUDIO15, at checkout for 15% off. That's A-U-D-I-O-1-5 for 15% off your entire order. Go now and feast your face! Now, our nonfiction book, and I told you this was kind of kind of a neat one. Mm-hmm. Something that uh, harpers harpens back to the days of old with you and me. We promised you a great main event: the unauthorized WWE history by Bill Hanstock. <laughs> Aww. In we promised you a great main event. Longtime sports journalist Bill Hanstock pulls back the curtain to give the smart fans account of WWE and Vince McMahon's journey to the top. Untangling the truth behind the official WWE storyline, Hanstock does a deep dive into the key moments of the company's history, from the behind-the-scenes drama at the Montreal Screwjob, to the company's handling of the Jimmy Schnooka scandal, to the real story of the Monday Night Wars. WWE is ex- is an extraordinary business success and an underappreciated pop cultural phenomenon. While WWE soared to prominence during the Hulk Hogan years as the stakes grew more and more extreme, wrestlers faced steroid scandals and assault allegations. The whole story is here, good, bad, and ugly, from the heights of iconic cultural moments like WrestleMania 3 to the arrival of global superstars like The Rock and John Cena. 
We promise you a great main event is an exhaustive, fun account of the McMahon family and WWE's unprecedented rise, drawing on decades of covering wrestling. Bill Hanstock synthesized insight from historians, journalists, and industry insiders with his own deep research to produce the most up-to-date, entertaining history of WWE available. Full of amazing characters and astonishing stories from the ring to corporate boardrooms, it is a story as audacious as any WWE spectacle. From Harper Books, out this month, 464 pages. Damn. Sounds good. It does. I, and it's I, unauthorized, I, so you know the shit that's going to be in there. I want to I get it. <laughs> oh, nonfiction book that my wife wants to buy. But I have some nonfiction books. I don't think I've talked about any nonfiction books on here yet that you've wanted to buy. No, not on here yet, but I own okay. some nonfiction books. Well, there we go. Now, the kids' book, Stop That Virus, by Words and Pictures and Susanna Rumas. Intruder alert, follow a virus as it tries to attack a body and meet the team of cells, enzymes, and antibodies that work together to fight back and defeat the enemy germ. Enzymes, enter antibodies, attack, turn the pages to change the scenes, and stop that sneaky virus. From Words and Pictures comes out next month, 14 pages, ages 3 to 5. So did they just watch Osmosis Jones? I don't and then make a children's well, you, book out look, of it. If you look at the book, the front, the the virus on the cover of the book looks a lot like a a certain virus that we've seen go coast to coast in this country ah. and across the world. It looks a lot like COVID. So circle with the little nubs coming all off. It looks a lot like COVID. nubs. So I imagine that they're trying to teach kids. Hey, you know how those adults are saying shit? They're idiots. This is what's happening in the body. Uh, yeah. Don't listen to your parents because they're wrong. Wash your hands, wear your fucking mask. A lot of parents are fucking wrong. I know. A lot of shit. I know. And our young adult novel this week, Something Happened to Allie Greenleaf by Haley Krischer. <laughs> if you could just see the smile and thumbs up the husband gave me. Because I think I pronounced it correctly. Allie is sweet, bitingly funny, and just a little naive. Blythe? is beautiful, terrifying, and the most popular girl in school. They've never even talked to each other until a party when Allie decides she'll finally make her move on Sean Nestle, her longtime crush and the soccer team superstar. But Sean pushes Allie farther than she wants to go. When she resists, he rapes her. So, right out there in the fucking description, Jesus Christ. Blythe sees Allie when she runs from the party. Everyone sees her. And Blythe knows something happened with Sean. She knows how he treats girls. Even so, she is his best friend, his confidant. When he tells her it was a misunderstanding, she decides to help him make things right. So, Blythe befriends Allie, bringing her into a circle of ruthless, popular girls and sharing her own dark secrets. Despite the betrayal at the heart of their relationship, they see each other in a way no one ever has before. In her searing, empowering debut novel, Haley Krischer tells the story of what happened that night and how it shaped Allie and Blythe forever. Both girls are survivors in their own way, and while their friendship might not be built to last, it's one that empowers each of them to find justice on their own terms. From Razorbill Publishing, came out of October, 
Uh, it doesn't say if it's 13th or the 6th on here, but I'm, who knows? Uh, 352 pages, 14 and up. That's, I'm probably not going to read it because it might trigger, like, it's already triggering some memories, but I think that it would empower some young women to acknowledge what would be considered sexual advancements, rape, harassment, so on and so forth. Yeah, and well, and that would be from like Allie's point of view. But if you look at like Blythe's point of view, maybe you would show girls like, hey, if, if you have a guy in your life that you know is doing this to people, maybe you need to, if it's never happened to you, but it's, he's doing it to other women, maybe you need to step up and say something. No, but even something. even in the description, they bonded over Blythe telling her own yeah, story. Her of, dark secret. It doesn't say what dark secret. It just says dark secret. Um, it could be so, rape. It could be something. That we you got to get the book to find out. But it could be it could be anything. Like he said, he I think it said it. Um, he never did anything to her. But, but somebody it, else could have. It, yeah, and and she knows how he treats other girls. So, you know, hopefully you know, show girls, like, hey, no guy, no friendship is worth letting somebody do this to other people. Maybe you step up She's wanting something. to be in the it crowd. She's already the most popular girl in school, so she it probably wouldn't matter. She'd, you know, I don't know if she's... It, she'd probably lose her popularity. If it she, depends on if she's a mean girl or not. Who knows? The way it sounds through the description... And the group of mean girls that she was with. She has to stop trying to make Fletch happen. Fletch isn't going to happen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yes, that was a 37-year-old white man quoting mean girls. <laughs> no, you didn't quite quote it. It's Fetch. I thought it was Fletch. No, it's Fetch. Oh, because I think Fletch because, I'm again, I'm a 37-year-old white man, so Chevy Chase and Fletch always running around in my head. So that's what I, okay, okay. Stop trying to make Fetch happen. Or uh, I think I have ESPN. There you go. Yeah, I got it. Very good. All right. Very good. Okay, Stephanie, let's get to the socials so we can go back inside. Okay, we are at OpenAFING Book, and I am at ECJBAT on Twitter and Instagram. I'm YoungETAM6 on Twitter, YoungETAM on Instagram. You can go to our Goodreads, and God, we really got to update this shit. We haven't done it in a long time, so maybe that's something we'll do. No, we don't have really time this weekend. We have a <laughs> lot of shit to get done this weekend. I know. I've got parent-teacher conferences. Yeah, parent-teacher conferences. No school. No. School's off for the week, so you got the parent-teacher conferences. But we got, we got this episode to do. We got our second Halloween, uh, spe- uh, the second episode of our Halloween series to do. We have our uh, episode for all the horror to do. We have a new ad that we're trying to run that yes. we got to do. We got a lot of shit to do. A lot of house cleaning to a get lot caught of house up. Cleaning to get caught up on. My brother's in town. We got to go. Dog has to go to the vet. Dog got to go to. We are book solid. We're gonna have to jot you guys down for finishing the good for uh, updating our Goodreads to next week. Uh, <laughs> if I could put you guys down for maybe a Thursday or Friday would be best because we are book solid for the week. Seat near the bathroom would do. Inside the kitchen, maybe? <laughs> One of these days, I won't be so busy. <laughs> so go to our goodreads.com slash book, and you can see the books that we do have on there for now and some of the books I have researched. And you can feel free to message us and tell us to get our shit together that might actually get us to get our shit together. Maybe organize my life. Maybe. Uh, 
Email us, openanethingbook at gmail.com. If there's any books that you want us to talk about or cover, or if you want to give us suggestions or authors that you would like for us to talk about, come back on Monday for, again, our second episode of our Halloween special on our series on Bram Stoker, the man who wrote Dracula. Uh, go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash book, and we still have stickers. We've got plenty of stickers. Sign up. Who doesn't love stickers? They're the little Spotify ones. So all you do is you pull up your Spotify app, click on the search, take a picture of it. It brings it right up. So it's pretty Easy peasy. Pretty great. You can just get our show, boom, right there. And we'll get some other stuff. There's there's a couple of places online where you can make your own shirts and mugs and all that shit, and then they don't make them until somebody buys them, so there's not really any overhead, so that way we you can get save an, money. open a fucking book mask. You could. You can get a mug that says, uh, do yourself a favor and open a fucking book. So I like the mask idea better because you wear it out in public and yeah. you can tell people to open a fucking well, you book. You get a t-shirt that says, do yourself a favor and open a fucking book. So we, we can get a whole bunch of stuff set up. So we're still looking into doing that, but we need more patrons before we can really justify going through all that fucking work to, to do that. The so rigamarole. Yeah, rigamarole. That's what I said. Okay. Go to our Patreon. All the money that you um, donate to our Patreon goes directly back into making these shows, this show, uh, two shows on one podcast, better uh, quality and... Uh, quantity i guess sure okay uh again we are going to be we are in the process of getting everything together to record our all the horror episode it is uh all the horror is a bunch of different podcasts get together and uh put out a new episode every day of october and they're all horror thank you i'm not gonna do it again uh fucking man based they all have something to do with either, you know, TV or video games or stories or books or something. So you can go to allthehorror18.wixsite.com slash event. Hashtag all the horror. You can at all the horror at, on Twitter. Uh, all benefits of their merchandise sales go to Scares That Care that helps give uh, need helps give to families in need as it's getting colder outside. Can uh, rate and review us wherever you listen. Apple Podcasts, you can rate, review, subscribe. Uh, Spotify, you can follow. Stitcher, you can follow and comment. Podcast Addict, you can subscribe and comment. And Podchaser and all those other places. Wherever you listen, rate us if you can. Subscribe. It, it helps. Et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Go to your local library. You volunteer if they do that type of thing. Go to your local bookstore and buy a, a book from a local independent author at your local independent bookstore is the, the best way to help those people out in these hard times. Go to my wife's Etsy page, etsy.com slash shops slash Stephanie Young Art. Or, yeah, Stephanie Young Art. Yes. I got it right. Very good, babe. And buy, uh, buy some, we keep saying, wash your fucking hands. Well, you need soap to wash your hands. Go buy some of my wife's beautiful smelling soaps. Got little zombie brains and I still human haven't brain. put them up yet. Yeah, they're they're with the Goodreads books we haven't put up yet. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, you put buy buy some and put one at every sink in your house so you can wash your fucking hands yeah, right I before gotta, you put on your mask. I gotta bag them and tag them and weigh them and take pictures and all that shit. Yeah. All right, well, Stephanie, I think that's it. 
think that's it. All right. Well, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And between now and time, we get to talk to you again. Do yourself a favor. Go open a fucking book. All right. We'll see you. Bye, guys.